Cinetology. This is Cinetology. I'm Frank and Vin. I'm thinking of ending things. Wow, that's sudden. <laughs> is it now or has it been building for a while? Has it always been there? Has it been predetermined or is it your choice? <laughs> oh, how am I to know? That's a great question. It's a, it's a far bigger question than maybe we are incapable of answering right now. What do you think? Do you think we have free will or is everything predetermined? I think we have free will. I think, I think, uh, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I go back and forth and, and I can't live in a world where it's, where it's predetermined. I don't want to live in that world. I want to live in a world where it's free will and everything I do is moving towards a, a goal and a choice of mine. And that choice has been created and laid in front of me because of the choices I made before. And even if it's not, you want to believe it is, right? Yeah, it's like the Matrix or like Inception where it's like, you know, what is the reality you choose? Yeah, that's that's the world I want to live in. It, ultimately, that would also mean that I am omniscient and I in, in control of everything that's happening around me. And omnipresent at the same time. Just there's this vague gaze, like this is like, like screen that's in front of me that I can't quite control everything or see everything at once, but only little glimpses of a whole in 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 the silk screen that i can kind of see and that's that's what i can control but everything else around me is just blocked out now that goes back to a theory from david lynch you had me watch like an eight minute eight and a half minute thing of david lynch screaming yelling at people and it's it's a lot of things that i've seen before so i didn't like i fast forward through it but it reminded me of that theory that he had and it's in the movie um inland empire where there's this like silk cigarette screen like like uh, material and, and the character can only see certain things uh, through, through that uh, little lens, almost like a film lens where the director is the God showing the little bits and pieces of the life and the reality that they want you to see. But then you have to determine what that all means to you. Again, I'm, I'm, I'm going a, a lot fast, bigger question, you know, bigger things than, than you just asked, but that's what I think. <laughs> know what I think? What? I think I'm happy to be in a world where I can watch the brand new Charlie Kaufman film <laughs> on my own sofa. And how was it? That's great. How, how was that experience? Was, yeah. How was Wait. the sofa? It was comfortable. It was comfortable. Give me a rating. I, the, people are rating things more. Like was the from uh, zero out of 10 to 10 out of 10. What was the rating? For what? The movie or the sofa? No, the sofa. Oh, uh, 10. I'm, I'm pretty hard. I'm pretty hard when I rate things. So, I would say an eight. An eight, but you have to say eight out of ten. Eight, well, eight out of ten. I thought that was assumed. Eight out of ten. No, no, no. You can't assume anything. Not anymore. You have to say eight out of ten. Eight out of ten. Um, what? Eight out of ten stars. Eight out of no, 10. Just, that's it. That's the ratings. Eight, eight out of ten. ten. Yeah, that's the okay. Gen Z way. You have to do it the Gen Z way now. Eight out of ten. Yeah. Um, so, do you think predetermined or free will? What What is it, Frank? You got to pick one. You can't be uh, on the fence. <laughs> you can't be yourself, right? No. <laughs> Could you? I know Everything, you're. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, mo from things I've read from you know, like scientists and people who study this, they you know they feel everything is just a series of you know chemical reactions, and we things just occur in our brains and make us do things, and we really don't have ultimate free will. The, you know, things happen because they just happen that way because that's how our body makes them happen. Right. But. Sure. So in that sense, yeah, okay, there is everything is predetermined in that sense, but that's completely unrelatable to the human experience. Right. And and so no, I don't think we necessarily have free will, but we 
we think we have free will. But we want to, yeah. Maybe, maybe I, I think it's just as important, at least in how we live our lives, that we, if I think I can do something, I'm going to strive, well, not me, but another person might strive to actually do that thing. Yeah. And, and, and I guess there's a third option because there's predetermination and there's free will. Both, both of those are assuming that humans are like the most important thing in the world and, or in the universe. And, and in this movie, they kind of struggle with that a bit, but then there's a line in there somewhere where they, I think it's Jesse Plemons character, which talks about love, like, or like love being the most important thing, like something that you can control kind of thing or. Right. And I, I think that's kind of like a, cop out like and goes against what i normally think charlie kaufman over his career like is he coming into this new place where like love is important um because before it was like is like your theory of like just randomness and things happen and that's just the way it goes and we're trying to make a human connection out of this randomness that's gonna evolve into chaos at some point you know once we die or the sun explodes or whatever happens so I don't know. There seems to be a lot of ideas in this movie. It seems uh, more um, uh, controlled than others. And then I realized at the very end why. So I don't know. For me, this movie, and because you know, I was thinking about what this movie is in context to his rest of his career. And the thing that kept coming back to me is the, the sense of time. And I think that's what this is about. And I think most of his movies are about time. Not in the not in the, the like a time travel type of sense, right. but just in our place in time, uh, what that means to us and what that means to who we think we are and our sense of identity. Because I, you know, you could say a lot of his movies are all about identity, searching for identity. You know, from uh, adaptation to Eternal Sunshine, and including the movies that he wrote as well. Right. But then you could, I think, extrapolate that all the way out to time and where we are. Because I think the, the 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 quote, the most important quote for me in this movie was, was during their car ride. And, and she said, because she doesn't have a name, her character doesn't have a name in this. Um, people who people like to think of themselves as points moving through time. Mm. But I think it's probably the opposite. We're stationary and time passes through us, blowing like cold wind, stealing our heat. <laughs> and I mean, I immediately thought of synecdoche, of course. Right. Oh, yeah. Because I feel like that is exactly what synecdoche is about. That that sums up that movie. And that, you know, he is trying his hardest to recreate this world so he can control it. Yet he can't control time. That's the one thing that you yeah. cannot control. So he's, he keeps getting older and everyone keeps getting older around him. You know, his daughter grows up right. and he loses people. And yet he's still persisting on this this fantasy of of, of trying to um, control things. Like you were talking earlier about, like you know that God mode. Like it doesn't exist. You can't. But you can't stop no, time. No, but but what you can do is you can prepare for it. And in like Synecdoche, he has young younger people than playing younger versions of himself, and so he 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 fills in the gaps there, right? So. Uh, and then he even takes on different roles uh, older and realizes that he, he can be an extra in somebody else's world. Right. Um, and uh, yeah, it's almost like having kids or children, I suppose, like kind of thing, like they kind of take over, but then like my, my role is like different and has changed then. Uh, yeah. I like that idea of the time coming like, through us. And then doesn't Jesse Plemons say the opposite almost where it's like, well, but mm. 
you get older, you know, like you, you change and you do like, I wouldn't have thought these things when I was 20 years old, but now I do because I've seen the experience of time over, you know, over a period. So I have, you know, experience and wiser and I can see patterns. See, that's the thing when you get older, you see these patterns and maybe, you know, what can you do with that? You know, when I'm 80 and I see these patterns, how am I going to take advantage of those things? I, I won't be able to because uh, my uh, my my uh, physical body will be less. It's like that cause th- that janitor in the movie where like right. l- late, later on, he's again, it, the, the movie kind of goes and Kaufman loves this where it's like, the movie's pretty linear and yes, it's absurd, but then it goes like the last 10, 15 minutes goes off the rails a bit. And he loves that off the rails moment where now it's, <laughs> now it's becoming different than anything else um, that we've seen before. So it's giving you a whole different perspective of the film, I suppose. Right. Right. Yeah. So this is based on a novel by uh, Ian Reed, same name. Uh, I read it back when I heard Charlie was making this movie and honestly, when I was, I, I turned it on the other night and I was, I couldn't remember if I liked the book or not. Oh. I remember liking it until the end because it all comes down to this twist at the end and they handle it completely differently. Kaufman keeps up with most of the book up until like, I guess the last half, the last act of this movie, they both reveal the twist, but in the book, it's it's definitely it's more straightforward. You, you, you know, he's he, he explains it to you in this. You know, Charlie explains it in his own way. So here's my review from Goodreads about the book. Oh, wait, wait, wait. You, you wrote this back then when you read it in January 2nd, 2019. OK. Uh, read this because Netflix announced a film adaptation by none other than Charlie Kaufman. And get this and starring Brie Larson. She was originally supposed oh, to star in this. Right, right. I guess before she got too big. I'm very excited to see what he does with the story as it is almost entirely told through interior monologue. I thought he was able to capture that well. However, I don't know if he should have captured it all. I felt the movie did drag a little bit in times when they were in the car together and said yeah. their conversation. I was like, eh, yep. I, I don't, I, I, yeah, I don't, I don't really want to listen to this anymore. <laughs> um, Okay, as a book, it is an engrossing thriller that from the start is ominously building toward a twist. I was slightly let down to have guessed the twist, but even then, it wasn't quite what I expected. Recommended. Four out of five. five. So what's the twist in the book for you? The twist is that there is no no woman. It's all... The the difference, a, a big difference, which I don't know if I like what he did, was... There's no uh, reveal of the janitor until the very end. So we don't know in the book. So in the end, like she goes into the school that everything up until that point is the same. She goes into the school to look for him and she slowly uncovers the fact that he's the janitor and he's been writing about her and about his life and what I guess what he wanted his life to be. Like she was somebody that he should have asked out and you know during trivia night at a bar one time and never did and this is the story he's been telling himself like he's you know he's got so he has a mental disorder just you know personality disorder and he's been able to live this fantasy world and that's how it that's how the book ends with her realizing that she's not her that she's really him so so she has been created in his mind from a real person years before 
And, right. And, and, and she is becoming um, aware, like gaining like intelligence in his mind. I mean, and he's choosing to have her do that and reveal yes. herself to him in his mind. And, and he's also imagining himself as Jesse Plemons. He's also imagining himself as a, as a physicist or, or what, whatever they are. Cause they, they yep. go through these, these, uh, these, these jobs, you know, like interchangeably in his, in his life, he's imagining something more than what he really is. What, what I, yeah, what I really want to hear from you, since you didn't read it and you didn't know exactly what the end was, did you, what did you think of that? Did you, did you get that twist at the end? Because well, you know, it's hard for me to, to, to see it objectively. Yeah. It's tough. Cause I want to say that, um, as soon as the, they show the janitor, I mean, the way he shoots it makes it seem, okay, this guy is very important. Like, like this might be the main character. Like, I don't know what made me think that, but I think it was the, um, the dancing, the ballet in the, in the, in the, uh, high school and the, and nothing in those scenes, like the janitor scenes, and they were short, those seemed like real life and everything in the car, like, and, and the, the, uh, um, the parents in the house that all seemed absurd, you know, almost like, like, like Lynchian, you know, uh, but yet very Kaufman where it's like, it's, it's a little funny and a little light, and a little humorous. And, um, so, so that struck me to like focus on that. The other thing is like, I'm thinking like the names kept changing and uh, her story was like, she was like, like, I, I got to get to, I got to get home. I got to get home. And it, it, I guess the moment was when they show a picture of Jesse Plemons and it probably was like, you know, when he was a kid and it seemed like, uh, uh, I, you said identity where, Oh, that's me when I was a kid. No, it's me when I was a kid. All right. So they're the same person. And I was thinking it was like about a relationship and I thought their relationship was longer than six weeks because, you know, at six weeks, do you start like knowing someone so well that you can't see the difference between the two of you? You know, that moment. Yeah. But well, the, the, well, the reality is that they never actually were together. I, yeah. Yeah. But, but, but you don't know that as you're watching it. Yeah. So right. I'm, yeah. So I'm trying to figure yeah. out, you know, how long, what, how long is their relationship? Like she's thinking of ending. Th I mean, the first thing I thought of was, oh, she's committing suicide. Like I never thought like ending the relationship. I thought it was a suicide thing. Um, and then slowly realizing that, you know, she's reacting to Jesse and maybe she doesn't have ownership. Uh, maybe she's like a figment of his imagination. Um, I guess a little bit, but then I went to the Wikipedia page of the book and I'm reading all that. I'm like, wow, this is, the ending is, is different. This is Charlie's version of it. I think I like Charlie's version of it better. Um, but yeah, there's no animated egg in the book. No, it, but, but, but <laughs> those, those, the little songs and the animation, that's very synecdoche. It's very Charlie Kaufman from, you know, earlier uh, iterations, which, which I love. But once I saw that, I'm like, I really want to see something just from him. Like I really, like I just kept yearning for like synecdoche again. I gotta be honest. Like that's, no, I agree, and I, I, I was a little disappointed that he was at a, you know, adapting someone else's book. You know, he did it before, obviously, with adaptation, but in, you know, in a completely different way. Uh, and his next project is supposed to be another adaptation of a, uh, of a YA book. So, I, I, you know, I guess he wants to just make movies, and this might be his way of making, being well, able to make movies. Yeah, and I think you're right. I think it's like because I, I kept thinking, um, 
what are his constraints? It's clearly this movie did not cost a lot to make. That's one. I mean, there's not a lot of sets. It's very practical. Um, so, you know, he built a script around what he could do, which is fine. You know, I'd rather see more movies from him than not. So, I mean, that's, that's what I want. Um, depending on how this goes, maybe he'll get more, you know? So, I, but I want to see him unrestrained. I want to see synecdoche. I want to not, not again. I don't want to see that again, but I want to see something from him. And uh, so this was slightly disappointing. There are scenes I really like, but I mean, I, I, the end reveal didn't reveal something greater for me, you know, like a, like a, like a, like a, except for like a, a long lost, like, even if it's about regret, like, is it about mental disorder? Like, what's the end for you? Like, what, what does this, this movie resonate? It's got to emotionally connect with me. I didn't feel manipulated by it, no. but I'd never felt connected to it. Is that, is that just the way I watched it? Like in, in, like it was boring at times. Uh, it was a little exciting at certain moments. I really liked the dinner scene with the family. I love Tony Collette's acting in it is great. Jesse Plemons was just like kind of, he was, he was, he's good in it. You know, I didn't really like the, you know, the act. Who was the actress? What was she from? She, she's more of a, I think she's been in Broadway. Didn't love her necessarily. My brother said she had an annoying voice and she kind of did. We've watched a lot of Tony Collette movies. If you, I feel like we're always talking about Tony Collette. Hey, this should be the Tony Collette podcast. Is what <laughs> I mean, even, even your favorite movie, hereditary she was yeah. in and she was, I mean, you liked her in that. It was one of the, the concessions you made about that movie that yeah. she was good in it. The um, so what, what, but what do you think at the end with this reveal yeah, that, to you or what? That, the success of this is going to come down to what people thought of the ending. And I, my guess is that for the majority of the audience, they're not going to like it. It's no. just too abstract for them. It, it just goes off the, you know, off the rails. I found it a little dull especially the very the last scene where they went into the, the that the production of Oklahoma that scene on stage is I, yeah I don't I understood how it connected to earlier in the film you know that's a like a play he'd been watching forever them rehearsing I guess they do it every year at the school right he mentions that so it's it's this strong um memory for him I, I, didn't, I don't know. I, I kind of lost interest. But overall, I think the connection, if you're looking for one, is just the the sadness of of maybe regret. I don't know if this character, um, Jesse Plemons' character, was ever able to maybe ask her out or have a relationship with someone. But say he was and he just failed to do it. He failed to act on his opportunity. Right. And so he's had to live out this life now of just constant regret. And I guess, and you know, how um, I think we could take as a fact the fact, you know, that his mom was talking about how talented he was. He was always very clever and, you know, he was smart. He, he was reading really advanced books at a young age. So this is someone who's smart, who had a lot of potential. And here he is as just a sad, you know, this lonely janitor in some, you know, out of the way high school somewhere. And if you look at her connection, maybe that's it. Uh, it's interesting. Just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a life not lived. And and that's a, that's a Charlie um, thread throughout a lot of his movies is that idea of regret and failure. And um, you know, I think of it with Nick Cage when he's uh, thinking about how you know people think I'm great and smart, but I'm not, and I'm scared and I can't move forward. And 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 that moment, it's almost like Charlie's in like a corner, like a scared child or an animal, and like he he's cringing 
and 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 can't move you know but then like so fearful that he's he that he does strike out and he, like he's he's making he, the fact that he's making a movie the fact that he's writing a thing the fact that he's able to do these things prove that he's he's he can't regret his life he's making choices in his real life and doing these things and i think of um jim carrey's character in eternal sunshine where he's again like regretting you know uh, choices and he's in love with this girl and he goes through this whole thing just to like fall in love with her again all, all over again it's kind of romantic and kind of sad but this janitor i didn't do anything like he kept it all in his mind and and i can't live in a world like that like like I have goals and I have dreams and I have visions of my life. And there's times when you feel stuck and you're stuck in that place and you have to reach out and and make the decisions to change it, to not be that janitor at the end of your life and not live in a world that you created in your mind. Uh, Because the world you create in your mind might seem great, but if you can create parts of that in real life, it's even better. (laughs) So I don't know. Is that one of your fears, living with that regret someday? Yeah, hundred percent. hundred like 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 there was always a fear of like you know like work you know like like I wanted to be a doctor. I realized I can't be a doctor. Well, what can I be? Like you know you have dreams and goals and like you 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 stop thinking about the dreams and goals and you just start acting, and then things come to you. But but I feel once you let go of the images in your mind and like you have this like hard set, like, like, no, this is the way it's got to be. Like, I'm like, like he's stifled and couldn't ask the girl out, you know? Okay. That's one thing. Well, make another opportunity, you know? And when you make another opportunity and you stop thinking and living in your brain and you just act the, the, the real life versions of that, like are so much better because then I wound up getting, at least in real life, I wound up getting a, a job I really like and, and, and better at it. And, you know, I'm not a janitor, you know, I, I'm sure there's people who, who like their job, but this guy clearly didn't. I don't want to live in a world with regret. I want to live in a world where I choose my options and, uh, and they come true. So it's about I, moving forward, right? Yeah. It's about, it's, Cause what he's doing, he's doing the exact opposite of that. He's not, he's just living in the past, not even living in the past. He's living in a made up past. In a made up you know, not, world. Yeah. It's not, it's not like somebody who's just living, you know, like uh, Al Bundy reliving his high school football glory. Yeah. It's, it's somebody who's living, reliving a, 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 a past glory that never existed, which is, ultimate sadness but you don't see that in this movie like the movie's not no. about the janitor like you don't you never see yes. him going but i live with all this regret and i and like it's so sad like we're talking about it. like like he created a world where the girl of his dreams doesn't like him <laughs> like why would you do that like why like why would you do that <laughs> I feel like I might do that. Yeah. And I would not, <laughs> but I would not. No. And I, it's more I, realistic. It, but, but like, like you have these visions of like, you know, like, like before I go to bed or like, like little, like little moments, like I'm like thinking about like, you know, like yeah. a created world in my mind. And all I'm thinking right. how, how to make that real. Like that's, that's my drive. Like with anything I do. That's why you're Vinny High Life. I guess so. I guess I guess it is. But it's just sad to like look at it and go, well, no, there's also an opposite where you're stifled. And that's the worst. I mean, that's that's so sad. What what's with the ice cream? Like the See, yeah, yeah, see, I'm I'm glad I'm so happy to have this discussion because you know, I knew it's hard having read the book. 
you know, I knew what I knew all the twists. I knew what was coming. So it was it, it was hard maybe just to watch this objectively as a movie and judge it that way, even though I did get a sense that things maybe not weren't working as well as they should have. Because I said, like I said in that review, I, I felt when I was reading this, this is going to be a really hard movie to to make because so much of it is just her thoughts in the car. Right. You know, and it, it's really hard to get that across. I think he did a good job of it, getting that across. Um, but the ice cream scene, that was it was such a great uh, scene in the book because it was just this this you know, this sense of like this underlying terror that this, this one girl was warning her about something. And that's when you really, you know, got that this was not going to end well. And I don't know if he got that from the movie as much as like, okay, this is really weird. Like you maybe, like you said before, it was Lynchian in a sense, you know, yeah. things are getting kind of twin peaksy here. Is he, well, yeah, that scene, especially because of the girls, because it's very like, like, you know, you have these two pretty girls that are laughing and giggling and the one that's, you know, uh, not so much and getting the ice cream and it's, it's kind of scary. And, and, and then he's so like angered and like, like he keeps thinking about, you know, the stickiness of the ice cream and the, and I used to be like that where it was like little things like that would bug me and I couldn't move forward unless I fixed like, like clean my hands or, or got rid of the ice cream. And, and I think through time, you know, you can learn to let those things go and it's like not important. And what is more important is what do I really want? Like, I just want to eat all the ice cream. This is his memory that none of this actually happened. So he's still stuck in that place where he, even in his memory, in his fantasy, he can't let that go. Yeah. He's still thinking about dumping the ice cream and it melting in his car. And then you see all the ice creams in that, in that garbage, you know, can later on at the high school. And it's uh, it's like, oh, he's relived this over and over again. You know, I've had waking dreams where I relive things over and over again. And in my mind, they always work out my way. But I got to be honest, like when you have a fantasy, you know, when it's and when you put it in play, like in the real world, it always comes out better. Always. Like you, you can't think it's going to be bad. Like you have to think this is going to work out and have the confidence and it. Again, maybe that's just my no. This is old, great. This old, is older, you know, more mature. You know, trying to, it works out, and it's better because you're also interacting with other people, and you know, other people are not puppets in my life. You know, they're real people, so they want if they want the same things as you, you're both gonna be able to get a greater experience. I think. In, in in anything, it could be just like a work relationship. It could be a, it could be a, a, a dining experience. You know, it could be a lot of things. I, I I don't know. This one's about a relationship, certainly that's long lost and and gone and sad. That and, that and, ties into um, Anomalisa, his, his previous movie. Yeah, where everybody does well. Everyone is almost is a puppet. You know, <laughs> literally, and everyone looks alike. The main character. You know, he's suffering from um, a condition where everybody looks alike and everyone is just this generic character in his in his story. And, you know, and, and he's struggling to find a, a connection with somebody. And it's interesting because because there's this thing. I don't know if it, it originated on TikTok. Maybe it's just because I'm like, you know, <laughs> watching TikTok a lot. But it's just like like voiceover thing. And people are like using it to like, you know, give themselves maybe like a, a more um, uh, personal like a, a confidence where it's, it, it's saying things like, you know, 
stop acting like like you can't control things like you have to start acting like you are the main character in your own story and i'd have to send you like one of these like you have to see one of these i don't know how to like like find it but if you're on tiktok you know what i'm talking about maybe if you're on my side of tiktok but it's interesting that people have to be told that because they feel like they can't control things like you know we're in the middle of a pandemic i can't control anything like i just react to things well no i'm the main character in my story i've felt like that for I don't know, five years now, probably like, and I didn't before, like things just happened and I allowed them to. And once I started getting control of things, um, I think, I think my personality changed a bit, but you know, I, I felt better about life and getting older and, and more in control. And then the pandemic happened and whatever. But, um, I think a lot of people don't feel that way. And I think Charlie Kaufman deals with that a lot. One of my favorite scenes is, the, the uh, imaginary ballet scene, the dance scene. Did you, did you like that? Like what, like those were almost like soul puppets. Like they were standing in the hallway mm-hmm. and then these people dressed just like them walk around them and then they start dancing. It's almost like this like projection of what could have been this love dance. I, I thought it was beautiful. That. Yeah, I agree. I, I liked it. I liked where he was going at that point. I was really interested to see how he was going to end it. Yeah, I didn't. I like I said before, I didn't really like the very ending with the play on stage, but the the dancing was really good. It was well done, and it did it, it proved that it it worked toward proving that point you just mentioned. Yeah, what's the thing with the pig? What is the pig telling this guy? <laughs> well, yeah, the pig is was you know I guess it's just back from I guess another memory from right him. maybe a very traumatic memory. I can imagine it would be if you're on a farm and you have pigs and they're covered in maggots. Yeah. And um, I, I, I think in the book he, he talked about maybe even killing them, and so I think they were definitely a part of that. And if and it just felt like Dan just felt like his his entire like his brain just unraveling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess if, that's if, good. How they came to that point. That that's a good point. It probably is that you know at at the end of life, all these things come in. And again, this could have been just like 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 a glimmer. Like he could have not have thought of these things for a long time, and then this movie is like the last. I don't know, 20 minutes of his life. Well, I think you can even read into it that he dies in the uh, truck where he's, he's sitting in the truck by himself and he's having the breakdown when he first right. sees the pig. And then we see the truck covered in snow later on. Right. He could have died. And that could, those could have all just been his dying thoughts. Right. hundred percent. And that, and how, and how sad is that? That your, your dying thoughts are see, these, these just regrets not, I mean, it's not even regrets. It's just it's just failure. It's just failure to live. Sad. <laughs> yeah, it's very sad. That's Charlie Kaufman for you. Yeah, I so I don't you, know. You gonna say what I think about this? <laughs> I was gonna say yeah. Well, I was gonna ask you plus or minus, but then um, but uh, are we doing this rating system now? <laughs> what rating system? Oh, the ten out of ten? No, 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 no. no. It's plus or minus, and that's it. That that's just like a I thing mean, on like on like you know social media right now that I see as a trend. People rating weird things. Um, I'm going to, I think I need to see it again. Uh, you know, it's, it's so obsc- like a lot of the conversations are obscure and he throws in some thing. I'm going to give it a minus Frank. It's too long. Yeah. Not necessarily long because there are scenes when they're, I guess it was when they're leaving his family's house and they're in the car again. And then they have the whole, the whole thing where she's reciting what Pauline Kale's, um Yes. Uh, reviews of movies and 
Yeah, that it kind of lost me there. Ooh, I I kind of like minus. Yeah, you're giving it a minus two. I think I. Uh, I don't know. I don't. I. Oh, I feel bad about giving it a minus. You don't have to feel bad. You just do it. Whatever you feel. That's that. That that was the whole point of this episode, isn't it? <laughs> don't regret things. Um, I I'm gonna give it a minus as well, with the disclaimer, and I think the same as you is that I, I really would like to watch it again. Yeah, I'd like to watch it again. And I, this does not diminish any Charlie Kaufman film or future for me at all. I mean, it still is one of his. I'd rather see this than, you know, not seeing a Charlie Kaufman movie. Um, yeah. It's, so, yeah, it's I just... Mean, it's I, I like a lot movie. of it. Yeah. I, I did like a lot of it. Uh, it's yeah, maybe maybe I'll watch it again and, and see. But yeah, for now, it, it something's just didn't click. I, I think it was what you mentioned. I think it was that that connection at the end, because how powerful like Synecdoche was, and how you can relate to that. Maybe it just happened to be who you are now, where we are in, in time itself. Oh, so when I become older and I and I'm a janitor, maybe. that could <laughs> be. I mean, I did like Jesse Plemons in this. I mean, you know, he was, uh, he, the, the acting was good uh, by him. Uh, uh, I don't know. It's just predetermination or free will. I don't know. They didn't go into that enough. They didn't go into a lot of things enough for me. It just, it didn't, it didn't yeah. wallow, you know. Maybe that's it I mean, too. Yeah, good points. Okay, so I guess the, the bigger talking point maybe of all of this is of course where we watched this. We watched, you know, on Netflix and so we've seen these movies, we've seen big time directors like Scorsese and Spike Lee drop movies on Netflix and, you know, smaller uh, favorites of ours, like Jeremy Solnier and, and Charlie Kaufman. Is this, are we at the point now where we just stop talking about this and this is the new normal? The movies uh, come out on streaming first? I, I'm excited about that because, you know, th- those movies are now, I mean, I think of the times we're living in. I mean, the only movie that I, I don't, you can go to the movies now in a lot of places and like tenant is out. Right. Um, like Mulan, you could rent for $30 from Disney plus, you know, so we're living in a time when these movies cannot survive except for this platform right now. Um, and I think that's going to be the way from this point on. And I'm willing to get Jeremy Salonier movies or like, you know, if I could only hope David Lynch would come out with something else. Um, and, and Charlie Kaufman, like on these platforms, um, they're going to give them a little bit of money and let them run wild. I mean, that's, I'm fine with that. Yeah. So am I, I think it's, I think it's for, you have to separate this, the movie going experience from the art of movies itself. And this is, I think going to help movies survive. Yeah. Yeah. It's just going to, yeah. Cause we want entertainment. I want a packaged story that's two hours and not have to watch, you know, 12 seasons of Gilmore girls or something, you know, I mean, I don't, I don't want that. So I like this experience is fine. I mean, I wish I didn't watch half of it on my phone, but I did. So <sighs> whatever. Um, that's just, that's just me. That's my, my, my deal right now. But um, I mean, I, I like the experience of the, 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 the uh, 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 almost um, ritual of going to the movies. But again, we talked about this before, like how often did we, get to do that you know as we get older we'll have more time you know as far as like kids or excuses to leave this house kind of thing but um yeah how else do you see this do you see this like did this have like a premiere outside of netflix you know yeah i I don't know i don't know how things these things work maybe it was shown in a couple of theaters just because they have to 
I don't know. But do you think it would have worked better if he didn't direct it himself? Um, no, I think you would have not seen a lot of things like it just like the, um, I, again, I don't, I don't know which, what ideas are his versus the, the, um, uh, versus the book, but, uh, uh they seem very, uh, like, uh, like, a uh, uh, Charlie, like, or toward, you know, like the idea of like the door to the basement and like, there was like tape on the door and scratches and, um, the, the, picture of uh young jesse plemons that kind of looked like the girl too and um the pig and the music and like those little choices are all his where like a gondre wouldn't have like it would have done something different i i would love to see him and spike jones do something again you know i mean like what has spike jones been doing like any of these director writers that you know we we loved 20 years ago uh, I, I don't even know like like I want an Aronofsky to do a Netflix thing, like, or anything, anything. I mean, yeah. Like how, like how can they live anymore? Like they got pills. Don't they have bills to pay? Like I know. And it's not like they're li- they're living, you know, modest lifestyles. No, no. He's like traveling to Asia all the time. Again, is he now? Probably not. But I'm imagining like they need to work too. <laughs> uh, did I answer your question? I don't even know if I answered your question. <laughs> You don't even remember what the question was. Yeah. Well, okay, matter. so there we go. Um, I'm thinking of empty things, Vin. But I do thank you for your inspirational words earlier. Maybe that should be the focus of this show from now on. Which is you inspiring the youth of America and yeah. the world. Yeah, 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 yeah. Follow your dreams. Don't be when you're cornered, don't attack, but just move forward, you know, like a shark. We'll move forward. Yeah. Our new podcast coming to you soon. Yeah, we'll do that. Yeah, we, yeah. Let, let's end this one on a high note. <laughs> Two minuses. Two minuses. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Vin. Thank you very much. Another great talk. And thank you, everyone, for listening. I'm trying to think like what connects to like sinning in this movie, but I I don't remember seeing a lot of sinning. Uh, I love the ice cream and I love the... uh, 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 It reminded me of a scene from uh, Synecdoche when you're watching the the therapist, like her feet. (laughs) And they're all gross (laughs) and sores. Like the ice cream looked like that to me. Um, so, uh, yeah, so uh, I don't know. I don't know why. I don't know. For some reason it was a very, like, it was a clear connection to me of like, like the scenes. I don't know. It, maybe it only makes sense to Charlie Kaufman. Um, yeah. Sin on. <laughs>